so it's based on again on volume. So we have some stores that again sell a lot of cars, and we have some stores that are smaller, uh, that are wonderful stores, but they're only moving probably four or five hundred, maybe six hundred units a year. And so we will do a spring and fall event for them, right? So we can customize it any way you want. I have a lot of stores that do quarterly. I have some small stores that do spring fall. I have some stores that do every month. It just depends on how many cars they sell. Yeah, and and I think that's valuable to know because guaranteed. One of the one of the challenges I find in the social media age is people comparing themselves out of context. So they might see, oh, man, see, we can't keep up that this dealership in in the middle, you know, heart of the GTA is doing these things once a month. And we we don't even sell that many car. How can we do this? And it's like, well, first of all, uh, you're in you're in frickin Balzac, British Columbia. Or you're you're in Doglick, Nebraska. You, you or can't. Mild Ontario, where I live. Yeah. Mild village, the village of Mild May. Is it is it actually a village? It's a village. We got a thousand people. We have one traffic light and no Tim Hortons. That's how small my town is. <laughs> no. I always say my town is so small that if you don't know what you do and all your neighbors do. <laughs> that now, now if you wondered, is Christine Canadian like yours truly? She just gave it away by saying there's no Tim Hortons. <laughs> no Tim Hortons here. And the closest and people say, well, how far away? And if I go into Toronto, they go, oh, how far away is Starbucks? <laughs> and I say, well, Kitchener is about an hour and a half south. Oh, my God. That used to revive. I go, yeah, we do all right here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you know, well, we we live we we cover ourselves with buffalo hide and yeah it's like come on guys it's, we don't uh, even have a dealership we just ride polaris snowmobiles <laughs> yeah exactly yeah they're powered by huskies um <laughs> i think a lot of stores also spend money on advertising still in media like in print media and mm-hmm. i had a store the other couple of weeks ago said well you know we're advertising in the sun and things like that and i think that's great if that's what you want to do but for the money that you spend on one newspaper ad that's going to be in your recycle bin the next day, you could have had to know your car night. Mm. Right? Think about that. Reallocate the funds so so that they're more effective. Yeah. Instead of, you know, something that's going to line the birdcage, so to speak, to use old vernacular. Right? right? Yeah. You could have had 40 people in your store and all those people are going to go home and say, guess what I did last night? Uh, Walkerton Toyota had me in for a know your car night. What's that? Oh, they had me in. Well, they didn't do that at my dealership. So, it, it, you know, for that for that little expense, you could have had a, a word of mouth, particularly in a small town. Talk about, you know, spreads quickly. Yeah. Um, everybody would have known that you care about those customers. So here's a question then on along that vein. Is there any element of this that is conquest in nature? Like, oh, man, well, my, my dealership didn't do that for me. Well, hey, listen, we're doing one and we're going to we're going to show you some of the things that you should know does that get people that have already purchased from other stores into your dealership typically uh well it depends whether or not they know the event is happening right so if it's on social media or they do advertise it somewhere then other people may come in but i think if you're going to do a conquest thing the biggest consumer that you want to target is women women are the largest consumer of automobiles at this point with purchasing power you know that in the billions so sometimes if we have a store that says, okay, well, we're not ready to commit to a know your car night, but we wouldn't mind doing a women, we wouldn't mind bringing people to our lot. I'll typically offer them a women at the wheel event. So we call our ladies car night uh, women at the wheel, because I think it puts women in the driver's seat of their own cars. And we can open that up to a community event where you can say, okay, 
you're going to have a women at the wheel event, invite every woman that lives within a so mile radius and have them come to the dealership. I don't care what they drive. I'll teach them anything they need to know about the car they bought, but we'll bring them into the showroom. We'll give them a snack and then we'll go through five basic maintenance items. Right. And this is what we do here. And it's an opportunity to bring women onto your lot who've maybe never been there before. Women at the Wheel is a great experience for women because they get to ask questions and the program's taught by a woman. Hey, congratulations. You made it to the end of this little nugget of an episode of the Dealer Playbook podcast. Now, if you want to listen to the full episode, head on over to thedealerplaybook.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast player. That way you can get notified every time a new episode goes live. You can also stay up to date with everything DPB by connecting with me over on the Facebook page. All you have to do is search for The Dealer Playbook and then click like or follow. And then, of course, I'd love if you connect with me over on LinkedIn by searching for my name, Michael Cirillo. Now stay tuned because in another couple of days, I'm going to hit you with another full episode of The Dealer Playbook podcast.